Welcome to the Mavericks and Misfits podcast, where not quite fitting into the religious status quo is a good thing. Slick church trends deceive us. Denominational traditions can blind us. But truth from the heart of God always transforms us. And now, here's our host, a self-proclaimed ministry maverick and church misfit, Jeff Lyle. Good morning, or good afternoon, or good evening. I don't know when you're listening, but whatever it is, I bless you in the name of Jesus, and I hope that uh, things are going well for you. And if they're not going well for you, I hope that you are accessing the copious amounts of grace that God gives to all of his children when things are not going at their best circumstantially. Wherever you find yourself today, I pray that Jesus is centralized in your thinking and that he is ministering to you, um, heart, mind, soul, and as always, his spirit working through your spirit to bring you into the fullness of all that he has for you for his great glory. Um, I am blessed to be able to speak to you today. Forgive the little froggy raspiness in my voice. Not sure what that is, but uh, whatever it is, I'm not going to let it get in the way today. How's your new year going? How is 2023 starting out for you? Um, how are you doing on those resolutions, by the way? <laughs> it's probably time I can ask that because uh, many resolutions that are made in zeal at the end of one year, the beginning of a new year are often gone by, I don't know, February. But um, I hope that if you did make some that they are going well for you. Uh, I decided to do a few things and uh, some of them are more personal and private with the Lord. But one is that, um, you know, last year, 2022, was probably the hardest year I've ever had in ministry. I've had hardest, harder years in life, but I don't know that I've ever had more human and demonic opposition in ministry than I ever had besides 2022. And so one of the um, failures on my part was that I just didn't take care of myself physically. Um, over about an 18 month period, I gained about 20 pounds, which, um, I haven't like exactly been thin since probably the year 2001 or two, right before I started becoming a lead pastor. But, um, uh, I kind of ballooned <laughs> a little bit and I got to the point where I'm like, mm, this is not just, um, an issue. This is, um, like I'm getting convicted about it. And so, um, round about November, beginning of November, I just said, Lord, I'm done with this. And so working on that and, um, trying to take better care of the temple, uh, you that are younger, I promise you this. And I know old people always say this, I'm not old, but I'm uh, moving in that direction. But old people always say, you know, it's harder to do when you get older to take care of your body. So take care of it when you're young. I would say, amen. You ought to do that, especially if you're in your 20s and 30s. Uh, I was around the age of 31, 32, where I just started um, <laughs> staying out of the gym and, you know, eating on the run and not getting enough sleep and all of that stuff. And it'll catch up with you over time. So take care of yourself. And uh, OK, that's all I'm going to share with you today. God bless you. I hope Mavericks and Misfits has encouraged you today. No, totally kidding. I actually have something I want to talk to you about, maybe over a couple of podcasts. Um, many of you know that I'm a, a fourth year professor. I teach the fourth year students at Caneo Ministry Training Center in Dawsonville, Georgia. And um, as we approach this last semester for four-year students, the last 10 weeks beginning, I don't know, 
in a, in a, in a couple of months, my final 10 weeks of this school year, I'm going to fixate and focus on the life of King David. And I'm going to teach leadership components to these fourth year students as they get their degrees, their diplomas and uh, move out into whatever comes next for them. Leadership is um, really what I'm hearing the Lord talk about right now. Um, it looks like based on what I see from uh, other kingdom leaders that they're feeling it too. It is almost as if the Lord is saying, uh, leaders, I want you to start making leaders and I want you to do it on an accelerated pace with focus and concentration. You uh, folks that are on social media, you're probably, if you're following prophetic people or kingdom leader people, you're probably seeing a lot about fivefold ministry. It's very interesting that um, the opposition I started uh, experiencing in 2022 really, really hit its um, fever pitch as soon as I started training um, through teaching the church at Winder, that congregation. Um, I started teaching on the fivefold and what it meant for primary leaders in churches, senior leaders, or I don't know how you want to say it because we're allergic to anything that speaks of hierarchy in a church. We, we seem to think that that isn't biblical. It's completely biblical, but for your comfort level, I'll just say for, um, those that are in senior leadership positions in church need to raise up other leaders and those five offices in the church apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, uh, shepherds, uh, you know, the pastor shepherd role, um, those need to be raised up so that the body of Christ really carries out the work of the ministry instead of the singular leader or a couple of leaders in a church, you get a paycheck doing it all because uh, that's never been God's design. So I've been thinking about leadership, um, pretty, pretty hardcore for about two years and as soon as I started really pressing forward at the church at Winder, all hell broke loose. And I don't use that flippantly. I mean, literally demonic attack, human opposition, religious spirit, um, accusation, um, a whole lot of slander. And it was just mind blowing. Um, wasn't prepared for it, to be honest with you. I'd say that to my own um, regret that I wasn't prepared for the level of opposition. And so. Um, it's taken a little while to get my feet back under me and moving back in that same direction of, okay, nothing's changed. We've caught our breath. We have, um, you know, gotten the vision retooled and refueled and we're moving forward. But if you notice on social media, um, a lot of the prophetic part of the kingdom is talking about this, talking about the need for fivefold ministry to be established in our churches. And I believe the underlying reason is because the dynamics of what church is in America is about to shift. It's about to become really, really intense for Christians in America and the old wineskin of just, you know, gathering on Sundays and, you know, singing our songs and doing our sermons and having sweet fellowship. All that stuff's good. There's nothing wrong with it uh, in the sense of it belongs in the, in the components of what a church is. But for many churches, that's all there is. And the heat that is about to be released, I don't know how soon, I don't know how long it'll last, but I'm telling you, you need to mark these words. Normal expressions of church and Christianity um, are going to be, um, I don't know any other way to say it, but they're not going to make it through the fire that is coming. And so in his mercy and grace, I believe what I'm hearing and seeing is that God is really, really speaking to um, kingdom leaders 
and Americans saying, get my church ready. Get your leadership paradigms structured and strong and flowing. Get oil on them. Um, enjoy your Sunday gatherings because they're very important. We don't forsake the gathering of ourselves together. As a matter of fact, Hebrews tells us that as we approach the day of Christ all the more, should we be fixating on our need to gather together? But unfortunately, the idea that we can primarily or only gather at the church building, that old wineskin will be taken away in time to come. And you just need to go ahead and accept that. Um, enjoy it, prioritize it, maximize it while this liberty and freedom is still ours. But I promise you, it will in some form or fashion through legislation, government and persecution, it will be removed from us. And it's a sad point to make, but it will actually, it will actually facilitate a new level of revival when Christians um, will be gathering in homes, when Christians will probably be developing communities on land where they build and live and do life together within literal Christian communities. I hesitate to use the word commune because, or compound, because that just, we start thinking, you know, Waco, Texas, and we start thinking cults, but I'm talking about Christians coming to do life together as persecution and resistance to a biblical Christianity is going to increase in America. And so when I'm thinking about leadership, I'm not thinking about it as an abstract kind of, you know, theological thought primarily. I'm seeing it as an urgent necessity. And if you are a kingdom leader and there's a lot of pastors and leaders that listen to Mavericks and Misfits, um, I, I say this to you in all earnest as your brother, as your fellow leader in the kingdom, you need to really be listening to what the Lord is saying, especially if you're a senior leader at a church. You need to you need to go ahead and just you know go through that heartbreaking process of saying what was is not going to continue. Therefore, I've got to get ready. And there's no fear on this. We're not driven by the spirit of fear. That's not of God. We're driven by a Holy Spirit fueled urgency to not have to react to something as it happens. We want to be proactive, not reactive. And so the Lord is speaking through his prophets and through many in the body of Christ in America saying, get ready. And so leadership's huge. And those of you that may not occupy roles or positions of leadership, I want you to remember that you are an influencer. Um, in, in one sense, we're all leading somebody. Our lives are giving off something that other people are breathing in. And so, but if you are a person who is a Christian, a member of the body of Christ, um, an active participant in a local assembly, you're representing the Lord in your marketplace job, in your family, in your community. Um, what I want you to do is understand that you're going to be hearing if, if leaders are listening, if church leaders are listening to God, you're going to be hearing from your church leaders, a deep and abiding and urgent call for you to participate, to support, to cooperate, to follow in new directions. I'm talking well-established churches, denominations, traditional modes of ministry that have worked well in seasons past. They will not work in the future. 
And your leaders that are listening to the voice of the Lord are going to get proactive and it's going to really call for us to embrace a paradigm shift in the way we think about the kingdom. And again, I, I want to say to you, don't get, don't get fearful on that. If you feel fear on that, you might want to circle back with the Lord and just say, God has, has church as it is become an idol in my life. Do I view it as, you know, just being there for me or is the church and the local representation of the church? Is that the vehicle by which you want to transform a nation? And if the buildings get shut down, if persecution, and when I say if, it's really not if, it's when. When this occurs, are you still going to be faithful to the Lord as a Jesus follower? When they shut our churches down, will you still be seeking and pressing into the Lord to connect with other believers for prayer, for the pooling of resources to advance the gospel, for meeting together, for, for literal spiritual authority that won't be on a platform in a church building on a Sunday, but it will be spiritual authority locally and regionally, and there will be the reemergence of apostolic leadership. I'm talking about actual apostles. There will be, um, there will be people that will be elevated by God in this time. And there will be other people that will be, um, empowered by God, but not necessarily visibly elevated, but they will be operating in apostolic authority as they raise up leaders. There will be a great need for shepherds and pastors and those pastors and shepherds will literally be taking care of the flock, sometimes house by house sometimes in pairs, sometimes individually, but there will be pastors, shepherds uh, that are raised up. There will be prophets, and these prophets will move from place to place, and there will be local gatherings. It just will be less like um, church on the corner and more like <laughs> uh, church in the, under the cover, and it will be more underground-ish than what we have ever known before. And so again, I'm asking you, what do you feel about that? What does your heart do? Now, I can tell you right now, some of you, because you are mavericks and some of you are misfits, like to the hardcore level, you're like, yeah, thank God the old wineskin's going away. I am ready. Bring it. And I applaud you in that, but I want to encourage you. It's going to be much, um, much more challenging than you would think. Um, and zeal alone won't get you through. Uh, humility, brokenness, uh, faith, pursuing the Lord at high levels, self-denying, taking up your cross daily, sacrificing. Um, opening up your home, opening up your finances, uh, opening up your, um, you know, your family to connect with other families. It's going to be beautiful in the sense that it's going to be purifying, but it is going to be very difficult at the beginning. And I'm, I'm going to say this, I'm not even going to get to what I was going to talk to you about today. I'll put it on the next podcast. Uh, I was going to talk to you about the spirit of accusation, but I can just feel the Holy spirit taking me in a completely different direction. Um, I, th I think that most, can I say most, Lord? Um, I'm going to. I'm going to say most American Christians are not remotely close to being prepared for enduring with the Lord, paying the price, Whatever suffering becomes defined as, they're not ready to suffer. For some people, suffering is going to be, oh, you took my church building away. That's not suffering. Uh, that's going to be a shift and it's going to be a change, but that's not really going to be suffering. Um, 
when when things hit full force, there will be at least national governance that'll make life difficult for Christians, but ultimately it becomes global governance where laws are legislated that are global and they'll come through a whole new system of global government. And it's going to cost all the followers of Jesus immensely. And you need to hear that. We, your whole life, um, especially if you're here in America, your whole life as a Christian has been um, externally easy to be a Christian compared to people that are presently in other parts of the world and people historically all over the world. American Christians have had it ridiculously easy. And part of that is because God has honored the fact that we have um, tried to establish this nation in biblical principles, biblical morals. Have we succeeded? Of course not. And I can hear all the protesters say, no, Jeff, we were corrupt from the beginning. Well, you need to do a little bit more history. Um, you know, flawed does not mean fouled. The whole beginnings and establishment of this nation were flawed. But honestly, if you go back and just read the writings of founding fathers, though they missed it on many things, their desire was to establish a republic that would honor the Lord and honor the principles of the kingdom. Now, we're very far away from that now. And so the grace that was once attached to the covering that America had, because we were more so than any other nation faithful to the God of the Bible, more so than any other nation, again, not perfection, but we were so more than any other nation. And there was a covering on us. That covering is somewhat removed. I do believe it's removed completely nationally. And the only covering that remains is a covering that God is choosing to allow because of the remnant of his faithful ones. So the general um, dynamic of America is currently not experiencing what we deserve as a nation. And the reason is, is because there is still a remnant. I'm, I'm believing you're a part of that remnant. I know I'm a part of that remnant. And the remnant is still pressing in. The remnant is still contending for revival. The remnant is still saying Jesus Christ is Lord. The remnant is still... Um, allowing all of our theology, all of our faith, all of our devotion to God, we're still allowing that to drive the core of who we are, how we live, how we vote, uh, what we do with our money, how we interact with our family and our communities. And because of that, there's still a, a, a covering. Can I say it this way? It's thin. The covering over America has thinned. It's not now what it once was. And as um, a lot of that covering will be removed from the nation, there will still be a Goshen-like reality for the people of God. And if you'll remember in the book of Exodus, when the plagues were hitting Israel and God's fury was being poured out upon Pharaoh and Israel, Goshen was the territory where the Hebrews lived. And they didn't experience the plagues and the devastating judgments that the rest of the nation did. And Christians, here's some great news. As we press into the Lord, as we continue to seek his face, as we continue um, to honor his son, Jesus Christ, as Lord, you hear me on that. 
not lip service and sweet little sentimental thoughts towards Jesus, the savior, <laughs> but Jesus Christ as King, as Lord, you need to get that governing your life. Sentimental faith will not carry us through. You've got it. You've got to get a do or die component in your soul. And that's going to be embedded there by Holy Spirit working through your spirit and where you tell your soul, hey, the spirit's running the show, <laughs> not my fickle soul. And your soul comes into alignment with your spirit and you'll just make up your mind and you'll, you'll literally never turn back. You'll never recant. You'll never deny. You'll never, in the grand sense of things, take the mark of the beast when that time comes. You'll never do any of those things. Why? Because you made up your mind proactively ahead of time concerning whose you are. To whom do you belong? And so when I see what's coming to the United States of America, I see first God beginning to prepare his church right now. This is the season of preparation. It's going to change the outward visible expression of Christianity. And to those that insist on clutching the old wineskin, they will find one that that's impossible to do. It's going to be gone. But two, they may find that they were dedicated to the wineskin and not the giver of wine. They were de dedicated to the external expression of Christianity and not to Christ himself. They had churchianity, but not redemption. And so this, this episode today is, is really, it's not, first of all, it's not where I intended to go, but I really feel the Holy Spirit on this, that I'm trying to appeal to you as a man talking to an individual listener. And I, I encourage you, don't think about an audience. Think about, let's picture it like I'm sitting across a coffee table from you. And I'm saying to you, in all conviction, things are going to begin to shift dramatically this year. And you don't need to be afraid. But you do need to be sobered. And you do need to get proactive and get your house, heart, life in order. Some of you have sin in your life, and I promise you that that is the deception of Satan to keep you numb and bound to the overwhelming reality that <laughs> um, you're not ready. You're compromised. This little thing that you struggle with, and it doesn't define who you are, but you've got this thing that you struggle with. It could be your mouth. You just can't get your mouth sanctified. It could be your eyes, that you're coveting things with your eyes or lusting with your eyes. It, it could be the condition of your heart where you're actually bitter, unforgiving, and resentful. It could be that you're jealous or envious. I mean, I don't want to give you a whole nagging list here. But my point is, is that the Holy Spirit is always on the job showing us what parts of our hearts are not in alignment with Jesus Christ, the glorious Lord. And what I'm saying to you is now is the time to get radically committed to do whatever it takes to get yourself free. Repentance is not just simply confession. Confession is part of repentance. I know a lot of people who have confessed 
thousands of times, but never repented and forsaken. And this soothes the conscience. Confession can soothe the conscience, but confession alone does not deliver the soul. And so what I'm saying to you is if the Holy Spirit is spotlighting some things in your life, he's not doing it to terrify you. He's certainly not doing it to condemn you. He's inviting you to step forward in all brokenness, all humility, and all desperation for deliverance so that you reach a whatever-it-takes heart posture. Um, quick testimony here. I mentioned earlier um, that uh, it was radically difficult for me in 2022. The battles that I was facing in ministry um, so occupied my attention that I'm going to confess something here that I dropped the ball as a husband and a dad. Um, my, my wife and my children needed me at levels that, um, because I was not prioritizing properly, I was fighting hell at church, but I was letting hell in the front door of my family. And so when, um, probably early fall rolled around, I started sensing the Lord saying, you took your eye off the ball. Now, listen, this is risky for me to confess, but I'm just saying it because I want you to do the same thing I'm about to tell you I did. I laid down everything. I told my wife and I told uh, the children at different times, I said, I'll walk away from ministry. I'll walk away from all of this. I will not walk away from my first call as my husband. And so I laid everything down for about eight weeks, stepped away from, with the blessing of my uh, fellow leaders at the church. And I said, I'm going to fixate on recalibrating as a husband. I'm going to reach out to my kids in ways that I had not been doing for the better part of 18 months. And, um, th by the way, this doesn't make me a hero. Like, Oh, way to go, Jeff. No, I never should have gotten in that place in the first place. Never. But when you find yourself out of alignment with what God says over your life, you have a couple of choices. You can hope it fixes itself, which it never does. You can confess it, but not change. Or you can say in the name of Jesus, for the glory of Jesus and all that is good that he has given me, I'll do whatever it takes. And so because of the demonic warfare on my mind and my heart, I ended up um, committing to going and going through a deliverance process where literally I sat down every single week um, at least once to process what has happened to my heart via some difficult years in ministry and how did that become more centralized than my high call to husbandhood and fatherhood. And um, so ultimately going through deliverance and I don't have time to explain and unpack what that is, but that's literally getting delivered from the demonic assault, actual demons, and getting all of that broken off of my life so that I could enter in with a renewed clarity. All doors shut, no agreement with lies, no agreement with uh, um, accusation that came from people, no agreement with demonic assault, no, no open doors, no doubting God. No making excuses, but only coming to a place where I could say, all right, God, you have restored my soul. Remember David praying that the Lord restores my soul.
And so friends, the reason why I did that is not so I could put it in a podcast. Didn't even plan on sharing any of that today. I feel the Holy Spirit using my personal testimony, which is very transparent, very vulnerable. And for some in the audience, I might even be risking it because people want their leaders to be Superman or Superwoman. And none of us are. But hallelujah, we serve a Savior who will meet us in the midst of our weakness, our failure, our sin, our our continual up and down, in and out, bowing to strongholds when we're supposed to tear them down. He meets us there and he says, if you're ready to turn over everything to me, I'm going to help you. And it probably will involve you getting some people involved. The Lord likes us to have accountability with one another. And so um, I didn't do this privately in a closet. I did this with full expression to the elders that I serve with. A little expression to the church that I I lead. Um, Full communication with Amy. And, um, you know, telling the kids, here's where dad has blown it. And uh, still repairing some of that, by the way, you know, still trying to to regain the years that the locust ate. And so what does that have to do with you? Well, that's a question you have to answer. What is keeping you stuck? What is keeping you in a place where you're treading water? Because as long as the waters are as calm as they have been for you, You can probably tread a little longer, but my whole point in today's podcast is to prophesy and to tell you the waters are not going to remain calm at all. And those that have been treading water, hoping things will get better on their own, not not tending to their own soul, drifting, wandering, living beneath the level of the convictions of the Holy Spirit, You've been treading water, but the waves are coming and I'm pleading with you, do whatever it takes to get your heart ready. Now, in my next episode, I'm going to shift and talk to you about leadership. I want to talk about King David and I want to talk um, about a certain aspect of warfare, um, word curses. I want to talk about how the enemy uses word curses against you, against me, against the body of Christ. And here's the, here's the underbelly of this topic. Um, sometimes we word curse ourselves and others. Sometimes we're the one doing the cursing and we don't even know it. And so, um, tune in next time to the next episode of Mavericks and Misfits. Um, as always, if you're interested in accessing, uh, more teaching, uh, we're working on doing some Mavericks and Misfits videos. Um, Ultimately, it boils down to time for me um, because video is a whole lot more in-depth than uh, just doing audio recordings. But pray. Would you pray for me? We'd like to put some video material out there for Mavericks and Misfits. Still doing the audio, but um, having some video resources for those that prefer to watch than to listen. And so, But if you are interested in other video resources, go to transformingtruth.org. That is my media ministry website. We've been... Uh, we're in our 17th year now of Transforming Truth Ministries, and um, everything we put out is on the Transforming Truth app. Just go to your app store and just look for Transforming Truth and download that app. 
and you can even get Mavericks and Misfits on that thing. Um, and then also, um, you know, Truth Shots. Those are 30-minute teaching lessons that I do on video. Um, and then also full-length sermons from the Church at Winder. And pray for me as we move into a new season at the Church at Winder. Um, I don't have time to tell you, but God has clearly highlighted that um, he's doing some prototype things through the church at Winder. And uh, we believe that uh, we're stepping in. I think other churches are doing this too. Um, uh, Gate City down in Lawrenceville um, is very, very committed to a new approach to um, what the expression of the church is. Um, and you've got others. And I think what's going to happen is you're going to see this emerging more and more and more. It's very interesting what he's doing in Metro Atlanta, that um, there's something going in this belt buckle of the Bible belt, (laughs) this Metro Atlanta city. And um, stay tuned because I think it's going to be really amazing and I hope it impacts your life. We'll talk to you next time on Mavericks and Misfits. Thank you for listening to today's Mavericks and Misfits podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review Mavericks and Misfits with Jeff Lyle on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps us reach more people and spread the unfiltered message of Jesus. And don't forget you can connect with Jeff's social media links at maverickmisfit.com. We look forward to reconnecting with you on our next episode. 